Welcome back to DevOps Kizi at DevNexus 2022 in person. People live here, yay. Um, Roberto. Hey, how's uh, it going? It's great. Um, Definitely. How, oh, yeah, yeah. How, how is DevNexus for you? I mean, it's, uh, I've been commenting with a lot of people, right? This was my last conference that I attended before in the 2020. pandemic. 2020. Yeah. And now it's the first after the pandemic. Well, we're not completely out of the pandemic yet, but it's actually great to see all these familiar faces again so good yeah. so good to be real here. people right? real people real yeah. people yeah no we love it love it and it's uh, definitely great to be here um so uh, i see you're wearing the quarkus uh, yeah. t-shirt yeah so this is actually i help made quarkus too right t-shirt uh, yeah that's a contributor yeah it's a contributor shirt. oh wow yeah. now so actually actually it was i mean quarkus tour there's already a few months old right but uh, Every contributor who actually got a t-shirt, you just have to make like a pull request. Okay, like any a pull request. Line of a single line of code. Nice. And you'll get the t-shirt. That's a Saying good way to get t-shirts. You made Quarkus too. And uh, you can d you can contribute like documentation. Whatever you want, right? Nice. So we accept all kinds of contributions, like documentation, code, of course, right? I mean, whatever you feel like. I mean, it's open source, right? So what's what's new in Quarkus too? I mean, in, in Quarkus 2, I mean, it's already a, a, a few a few months old, I mentioned, but uh, a couple of the things that we actually, one of the main features that we love in Quarkus is dev mode, right? So where people can just actually change their, their code and see how to reloading all their stuff. So this actually is already from Quarkus 1, but we try to expand that and, each, and, and even make it better for developer experience, right? So one of the things that we added is something we call dev services. So dev services, one of the things that we do with DevServices is we look into the application and just say, you're trying to use some Kafka cluster, right? So if you're not able to find the cluster, Kafka cluster, we'll start one for you. Okay. If you're trying to use a database, we start one for you. What do you use for that? We use test containers. Boom. Boom. Now, this is, this is Atomic Jars logo. I know. Right there. They're, 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 they're great guys. I was talking with, with Sergeant yesterday, and they, I was saying, hey, guys, you make so much so much awesome work. Right, yeah. and it made just live of developers so Yeah, so, so we, we use test containers for that. We use test containers for a lot of other stuff in Quarkus, but for, especially for, for uh, dev services, uh, it's being like a, a specific uh, thing that we have done uh, with them. And uh, again, basically any kind of service that you require, which just bootstrap for you using test containers. So basically, you, 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 you don't have to, to to go, you want to start an application, you want to start to get something new, you don't have to go all these lengths, oh, I have to configure my database, I have to configure my Kafka cluster, I have to configure a key cloak for authorization, whatever. So we just look into application, see what you're trying to do, and well, we start everything for you. Once you kill Quarkus Dev, we'll just uh, shut down everything, and it's kind of never happened before. So Brilliant, I love so it, I love it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so, so intuitive. Yeah, for, for development purposes, I think that uh, that's one of the things that developers really love because it's it kind of, it shortens a, l a lot the, the time until you see something on your screen or you actually see something on your, on your application. So, and of course, when you go into production, then you have to figure that out on yourself, but at least you're not being uh, hindered by all this time consuming uh, configuration to set up all of these uh, systems, right? So good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, that's what we want to do, right? Yeah. We want to just say, hey, I need this, and it's there. Exactly. So we can concentrate on what matters, and that's the business yeah. logic. 
Yeah, so the second one that I probably want to talk about with something that a lot of developers also like is continuous testing that we also added to Quirkus. So continuous testing, what it does is also actually inspired with, with JavaScript, where what we do is you write some piece of code and we actually see what that piece of code is going to affect your test and we run your tests after you, run it, after you write your code. Mm -hmm. So in the sense that you don't have to run the test all the time. We run it from you and we run only the tests that affect that code. It's, <laughs> it's just amazing how all the interviews in um, these de DevOps trickies in, dev, uh, in, uh, in DevNexus kind of connect to each other. Yeah. Because yesterday, not only that I spoke with Oleg about test containers, I, only, I also spoke with Eric from Gradle yeah. that um, spoke exactly about that. Yeah. How can you select only the test that makes sense to run yeah. to make uh, to from from one side to be able to rely uh, on your test to make sure that your uh, nothing is broken, but from the other side minimize the yeah. time to run the tests. So how do you do that? How do you know which test should be run? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of part of how we build Quarkus architecture, right? So the Quarkus architecture was built uh, with trying to move as much as. Uh, code to be done during build time, right? Right. So that helps a lot with all the. And that was the one of the main goals to all, to build native images with LVM, mm -hmm. right? But the interesting thing is that we start to discover all these interesting side effects by doing that. That actually opened the door to a lot of features that we thought it was not possible to to do them before. So because we collect a lot of information for doing all the build time processing. We also collect a lot of information about how your application is built. Right. So we are able to figure out, okay, so you're changing this REST resource and this link to these REST endpoints that you're trying to test. So it, that means that if you're changing this REST endpoint, these tests are affected and we have to rerun them again. So that, 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 that's the principle tries simplified, right? I love it and it's so different from like a normal inversion of control application server. Yeah when you actually have no idea if you are the server yeah. of what code is going to be run exactly. and so vice versa. The, as I mentioned, it kind of introduced a lot of side effects, like positive side effects, right? So you've probably seen this a lot of times where you have this inversion of control system, you create a couple of beams, whatever, then you run it on runtime and then your beams are not available there exactly. and your application blows up. You have like around some kind of runtime exception or and whatever. No one had any yeah. idea and yeah. couldn't even know. Right. And, and the interesting thing is, I, I call those like ticking time bombs. Right. Because they they don't always happen when you start the application. They can only happen like, maybe like two days, three days, one month. Right. Let's just say like a feature that people don't use that much, and then some 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 person remembers to click the button that actually boom. Called, yeah boom yeah and then it happens like a month later after you deploy right and then what was wrong right. This, this didn't happen before. Now, the thing with build time processing is, well, because we have to resolve everything during build, then we can detect those cases and we can just report them and we, pr we prevent that those things happen during runtime. So it, create, it creates these really interesting side effects where uh, we probably haven't remembered when we start the architecture like that, but once we have it, then, oh, now we can do these things, right? We, other, we do other, also other stuff, like for instance, we validate all your configuration, right? We can actually even report that you're having, you're putting configuration that's not being used, right? And 
maybe because you 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 mistake the or misspell the configuration, right? Yep. 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 So it, it's quite nice. So it, it, it for me, it actually removes a lot of the user errors and and bugs uh, that you that you I mean inevitably will will, will cause or, or make, right? It's makes a lot of sense, and uh, you know what? It helps in more than one way. So Quarkus, what's its relationship to the microprofile? Yeah, so Quarkus itself, uh, uh, it's uh, microprofile compliant. Yeah. Right. Yep. So we implement everything that that uh -huh. add, that has with microprofile. And well, don't take me wrong. I, I love microprofile, but on Quarkus, we also like to take a step further, right? And uh, we try to to put as much as possible things that users ask us to do to do because they need things right now, right? And we try to um, drive innovation forward, and then contribute stuff back into microprofile. Exactly. Um, but the idea is that yes, Quarkus will always be microprofile compliant, but mm -hmm. we also always wants to be ahead More. And, 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 and innovate uh, faster than anyone yeah, else. But this is how it works, right? This yeah. is how it should work. Yeah. But this implementation, you do what the standard requires, then you do more. And that's what kind of stands you apart from other implementations. Yeah. And then you contribute it upstream yeah, we, for we, everybody we else. Have, to we have a lot of features that we've tried on on Quarkus before before contributing into into exactly. microprofile. I mean, and uh, and you're totally right. I mean, some some things you you you, you try out they don't work. Then on Quarkus we are more than free to just take them apart or just leave them there. We don't care. Uh, then things we add and people love and okay, let I think that that makes a good a good feature for for micro profile so let's let's contribute our proposal yep. and well that this that is works, i yeah. think that's how it was envisioned right yeah. this is how it should work so great perfect and uh, getting back to the topic of conferences oh yeah right so um uh, we are what april April, Two yes. months from now, yes, we'll have another awesome yes. in-person conference. Yes. So um, a few years ago, I started to uh, my own conference in Portugal. So I'm from Portugal. If you don't know, uh, well, actually, I'm from Venezuela. I live in Portugal, but that doesn't doesn't matter that much right now. Um, but yeah, we started this conference called Genation in 2018. Um, we started because we felt there was no real developer conference in Portugal. And um, well, you know me. I've been to conference a long time ago, and I wanted to bring this into Portugal because uh, I know that not every developer uh, is lucky enough to go around the world and and, and see these conferences like DevNexus and like likes of Devox or JFocus, right? All the, the developer conferences that we love. So yeah, I wanted to bring this into Portugal for for developers in Portugal to be able to experience something similar. And uh, I think it's been a great success. I mean, we, we weren't sure how that was going to work out. So we, we tried to start something small. Uh, let's say like uh, one day, single track, 200 people, and we sold out like af after a couple of weeks. So we have to have a second track. We doubled the size. We had like 400 people, and then we still have like 100 people on the waiting list to, to, to get tickets. So it, it, it was completely crazy. The second year, we already grew to 850 people. Uh, with four tracks, and then unfortunately, uh, COVID. COVID happened, uh, so we have to move to online. Even online, it was an interesting experience because um, we do it in June. So if you remember, like DevNexus 2020 was the last one in February. Right. So there is a lot of conference happening in April and May, and 
when everything got in lockdown, they had to, to cancel everything and they didn't have enough time to move to online. Right. But we did, actually. So probably, I think we were probably one of the first that went completely online because we were in June. June. So yep. when we cancel everything in March, we still have time to... To try and to organize shift. the online. Yeah. yeah. So on, on the online, we actually got like a thousand people on the live stream, mm -hmm. right? So it, it went very well. We actually expanded the conference in a sense. We, we started from, I believe, 10 or, or 9.30 a.m. Portugal and did it until midnight. So it was wow. like 14 hours. Wow or 16 hours like live stream mm -hmm. sessions. So it, 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 it was awesome. Um, well, you know, I mean, I think people are just tired of being, oh, yeah. I mean, it's been like an explosion of online events. So Absolutely. the second year we did it online as well. We had like 700, so it was not like that great as usual. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. thought people are just tired of being in front of the computer all the time. So true. Yeah. So now we're trying to, to restart, make it physical again. And that's what we're going to do this year. So it's coming back to Portugal, Coimbra. Coimbra is a small city, uh, but I think it's a beautiful city anyway. So if you have any chance, and I mean, I know you're going to be there, right? I will be there for okay. sure. Wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. It's going it's to be pleasure. absolutely awesome. I look forward, love Portugal, and uh, it will, it's going to be great. That's great. So yeah, uh, don't miss, um, if you are not only in Portugal, but in Europe, anywhere, it's a short flight, yeah. uh, train ride, whatever, yeah. um, definitely check it out. Thank you very much. Thank you, pleasure. my pleasure.